Campus Connect Radio. Campus Connect Radio is an expression of the International Christian Student Group at Ben Gurion University. Welcome to Campus Connect Radio. We are so happy to be with you here again on episode three of our podcast. And um, I'm Anthony. And I'm Emeka. And we are your hosts here. And we've got a few guests guests with us today. Um, Hepzibah. Hi. Where are you from again? I'm from India. Well, it's great to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. And we have Samuel. Hello. From Nigeria. Nigeria. All right. And so, uh, you know, we are international Christian students here at Ben Gurion University. And we know that as international students, it can be very difficult being far from home. And as Christians, it's often hard to be away from our Christian community back where we came from. So our goal today is to encourage you through music and, and stories and, and, uh, and some Bible discussion. And so... We'd like to start off with a track that um, we're going to play for you of an African song. What What is this song about, Emeka? Hi, so this is a song by Joyous Celebration titled Hihanya Mahala. And it, what it totally means, it's, it's like, it just celebrates the fact that Christ is for free. So we celebrate first our freedom in Christ and the fact that you don't have to pay for what he offers. The healing and everything, his joy, his peace, everything, freedom and the whole love in Christ, we don't pay for that. It's nice, so let's, let's hear it.
Wow. That's a really cool song, man. Is that, that that's from your country? Is no, that? No, that's actually not my country. I'm from Nigeria, but I love listening to South African music. Oh, sorry, South Africa. Yeah, yeah that's so right. You said it's, that. It's Joya Celebration is a group, so sometimes they they sing songs from all across Africa, Nigerian songs, songs from Zimbabwe, Botswana. So what language was that? I'm not even so sure of the language actually. I just love the sound nice. and I love the message. I wow. love the message from it. So it's 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 a uh, it's just a celebration of how different cultures can actually come together and we still celebrate the same God and language is not a barrier. <laughs> right on, right on. So at this point, we're going to in- interview Samuel. We'd like to uh, ask you a few questions. Is that okay, bro? It's good. Let's go. So f- I want to begin with, um, how did you come to BGU? Wow. What a question. Um, I've been in Nigeria all of my life. And uh, that was um, uh, 2017 when I saw this open call for PhD students on an EU project, which was focused on robotics for elder care. And uh, prior to that time, I had applied to so many universities in so many countries because I wanted some exposure, something outside of Nigeria. But none of these things worked out. I was so frustrated. Mm. So I saw this opportunity and I just applied and I see it as a blessing from the Lord that I was called upon to participate in this project as a PhD student. It happened to be that BGU was one of the collaborators in the project and my position as a PhD student was to be in the Department of Industrial Engineering and Management to participate as one of the 15 PhD students on this EU project. Wow, that's nice. That's amazing. That's cool. yeah. so, uh, so you mentioned your research is in robotics for elder care. Yes, it's a research in social robotics that is focused on developing applications to help older people at home. Wow. So, so for example, give me one example of how a robot could help an older person at home. What, what does that even mean? Oh, that's quite interesting because at the time we're going to start the research, we needed to interview the older people to have an idea of what they would want a robot to do for them at home. So there were so many needs they brought up. It was immense. Like we didn't even know where to begin from. But we wanted this research to be a form of co-active development such that they are also involved in the development by telling us their needs and then we can develop applications that can fit these needs. Mm -hmm. So one of the interesting things they brought up was having heavy luggage or personal belongings they needed to carry around the house that was just so much physical stress for them. So we have one of the applications working in the lab right now where they can just like put the luggage on the robots and the robot just autonomously on its own just carries it around. It can carry something as heavy as 80 kilograms wow. and just follows them around. They don't have to pull it. They don't have to drag it. They just need to move. The robot goes with them. So as the robot a, like follows them wherever a, they go. Like a personal assistant. Wow. It works That's really amazing. Well. Mm. So this is a, you know, it's, it's a kind of very human kind of research. You're trying to really take technology and help humans. That's, yes, that's, that's really cool. That's right. And, um, you know, what, one of the things that I, I, as I, you know, I've come to know you over the last year or so. So uh, w- 
I, I know that your faith affects you very much. So how does your faith affect your research? I mean, this this is one interesting question. You know, people often say science and is 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 the opposite of having faith in in God. But but I I feel like you're somebody who your your faith actually affects what you do. So how do, how does that inter, interact? That's true. I arrived in BGU with the feeling I think most students also have when they arrive as research students coming to a lab where you feel almost incompetent. You don't know how you're going to contribute to what you need to do at that time or what is required of you. So, but I arrived with that consciousness that God, who is my father, provided this opportunity and he has made everything I need available for me. Wow. So no matter the challenge I encounter as a research student, and there's so many challenges, you just have that consciousness that you have a father who has foresight and has prepared all that you need at every point in time to pull you through all of the ordeals and demands of the research. Mm. That is faith in my father that has helped me so much in this journey. Yeah. As as coming, you know, it sounds like you weren't really thinking of coming to Israel then before you 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 came. No, I wasn't. You, yeah. <laughs> so so Israel is we could say a little different than Nigeria. Very different. <laughs> <laughs> so what what is one of the just just one one of the cross cultural differences that you have experienced here? So, something that has been interesting for you that maybe has even challenged you somewhat. There are a lot, actually. So I'll just mention one of them. Uh, The most interesting one, I would say, is the greeting. So I come from the western part of Nigeria and a tribe called Yoruba. Yeah. And it's interesting that when you greet someone who is older than you, you prostrate. You go down. You lie flat on the ground. Interesting. Wow. I go to the airport on that day and my advisor was so kind to come and pick me up from the airport. Yeah. And then she met me and she's quite elderly. So as I was approaching her, you know, the culture has grown with you. I just wanted to prostrate for her. And then she stretched her hand and said, hi, hello, are you Samuel? I want to laugh. <laughs> I wanted to sink into the ground. Like, you know, your culture has grown with you. It wow. has become your world. Wow, really? And you can't just imagine such an elder person early woman just stretch her hand towards you it's a taboo from where i'm coming from <laughs> so wow. one of the interesting differences in culture that you don't think about when you step out of your shores of the country so did you did that make you feel welcomed i mean how, how did that how did you feel when you when that happened you know seeing a smile you know you can't mistake a smile i realized that she you know even taking the step of coming to the airport to pick me up i realized that was love the depth of love mm. and that smile also made me feel very welcome so it just gave me a flavor of how much difference is in culture wow. that i am going to encounter as i go into this journey wow that's that's amazing well, it's, it's amazing and funny too <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've all faced some of those uh, cross-cultural things, but that right. that's in that's a, intense. That's yeah, that's that amazing, was... Samuel. Yeah. So one other thing about you is that you're married, right? Yes, I am happily married. <laughs> and how long have you been married? I've been married for two years right now, two years and one month. <laughs> and how long have you been separated from your wife during your marriage? How much time of that two years have you actually been 
not with your wife. Mm. So we got married on the 1st of February 2018. So right now it's almost two years right now. So I was in, we were in Nigeria together and she left for her PhD in Kenya in 2016. Mm. So I missed her for about six months. We were engaged at that time. And then I got the opportunity in 2017 to come to Israel, even though I was really wishing I could join her in Kenya. But that didn't work out. But I ended up being in Israel and she's studying in Kenya. And we've had this two years right now, or three years altogether right now, that we've been apart. And I have to say that it's just been the grace of God that's pulled us through this period i mean maintaining a relationship with a girlfriend could be difficult (laughs) but maintaining your relationship with your wife while being separated because i mean she's doing her phd which she just finished right she just finished it which is excited so great i mean that's amazing so she's gonna come and join you here hopefully hopefully yes hopefully at this point but uh but how, how did you you know just real briefly how did you maintain that relationship during that time I have to say that on the surface, it felt like we were always on the call. Yeah. Like every time you see me on WhatsApp, texting, you see me on the call, you know, it just felt like I needed to maintain this communication via the phone. Yeah. But for those of you who have been married, you would realize that it's not the same as living with your wife. Of course. Even the physical contact of being able to touch your wife means so much, like holding hands means so much. So I have to say that it was a challenge, but a blessing in disguise because anytime she comes over to Israel because she had had like some occasions when she visited in Israel, I cherished every minute we spent together. Yeah. Like everything mattered to me. The talk in the kitchen, the walk down the road, or the time when we went to Bible studies together, everything mattered to me. So that now I cherish any couple I see around who are living together. I encourage them. Whatever challenges may be coming up, you know, people have that funny feeling of saying a lot of things about the present challenges. I tell them, you are together, it means so much. Enjoy yeah. that privilege. Wow. wow. Yeah. It's an amazing journey. So uh, thank you, Samuel. You're welcome. And uh, we're going to jump right in now back into Acts. So Emeka, you're going to lead us now through this discussion. Go ahead. Yes. So we move on to the book of Acts. But before we move, I just have to say that was really a really good, interesting yeah. interesting conversation and we hope you guys are enjoying this conversation so we try to bring you real life stories and experiences of people who've been there done that experiences just to encourage you and just remind you that whatever it is you're experiencing you're not alone so now we move on to a very interesting topic i actually love this topic so today we are going to be talking about pentecost so we continue from what even mean pentecost what is that Mm, what so what comes to mind when you think about pentecost I think of the word five because pent, you know, connects with that word in Greek that connects with uh, pentagon, like pent. Wow. So it it has a connection with five in some way. Okay. So have you ever always thought of this, like, since, because when I was a kid, I just saw fire. (laughs) Anytime (laughs) I thought Pentecost, just fire. Like, you just, so coming here just gave, like, a deeper understanding. Like, so Hefsi, but you also have any view of Pentecost? Like, growing up and hearing the word, what comes to mind? Growing up, I think Pentecost always reminded me of the Pentecost church. 
All right. So what is the vertical stretch? <laughs> uh, it is the it is a uh, denomination where where I come from in India. We have Pentecost uh-huh. churches all around uh, Tamil Nadu. So whenever they say Pentecost, oh, they belong to that denomination. That's oh, what I always thought. Wow. Okay, so today we get to dive deeper into this word and understand what it truly means. So if you're just listening to our podcast for the first time, we are continuing from our series on the book of Acts and we just try to unravel how faith in Jesus, or Yeshua in Hebrew, how that faith grew from a small group of Jewish followers in Jerusalem to a worldwide movement. So just like Samuel said, Pentecost refers to a Jewish festival, actually. It's called Shavuot, which is the festival of weeks. And it occurs 50 days after Pesach. Pesach is the Hebrew word for the Passover feast. And so the Greek Jews or the Hellenistic Jews gave it the name Pentecost, which means 50th day. So it just means 50 days after the Passover. So after, mm. so we understand that after the resurrection, Yeshua, Jesus spends 40 days with the apostles before his ascension to heaven. So this implies that Pentecost would have occurred about 10 days after the ascension. So now we're going to read the book of Acts, chapter 2, from verses 1 to 13. So Hefzibah, we would love for you to help us with that. Acts, chapter 2, verse 1 to 13. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamplia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, They have had too much wine. Wow. So that's, that's what we'll be studying today. Which is, there's a lot of things we can unravel from this. But what comes to mind first when I, get to, when I just read the first verses, talks about them staying together in one place. Talking about staying together in one place and suddenly there's this sound and we hear of the tongues of fire. So them staying together in one place, like why were they staying together in one place? So I just remember from the previous um, episode, we read from Acts chapter 1, verse 4 to 5. Hefzibah, you could read that. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so we understand this was an instruction given to them by Jesus. So he said, wait, wait until you receive. So he had given them a promise of the Holy Spirit, you would receive the Holy Spirit. But what comes to mind, an interesting thing is he didn't tell them when. So they had to wait for like, okay, about 10 days. But I think in life also, it also we experience things like that where you have a promise, but you don't know how long you have to wait for. But... um. 
there's something I see from here with the, that, that unity amongst the, 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 the believers staying together, staying and, staying and trusting in a promise with, still with uncertainty. Like some of us wouldn't last 10 days. <laughs> you get it, right? Like, but I'm, I'm also happy that it's actually 10 days because I think there's some people who actually have to go through waiting for some promise for more than 10 days, for years and all of that. But it's beautiful how you see those people who believe and staying together for that promise. And it also mirrors a community also, like the international community, for instance, of believers in Yeshua. We are waiting. We still believe in Christ's coming. And we're still waiting. We don't know when, but there's something beautiful about just staying together and waiting. We already have the Holy Spirit, and that's a beautiful thing. Mm. Yeah, so the next one we move to is we could, from the verses 4 to 11, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak other tongues. Like, I almost got lost when you were reading all the languages from Persia and this, and I was like, what were all those people doing in one place? Like, what brought them to this place? What do you think, Anthony? Well, you know, it's uh, interesting because they have the... uh at the, the 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 Jewish religion has mm-hmm. the three main feasts that people would come to Jeru- come to Jerusalem for. Interesting. But this one is at the time of year when you have the best weather. So people mm. would maybe come to this one um from other places when they might not make it for the other ones because the weather was is much better for for the time of Shavuot. Okay. And so, so you have all of these different different Jewish people from from everywhere, and some of them were were born Jews, some of them were converted to Judaism, but everyone wanted to celebrate this feast okay. in Jerusalem. All these different languages coming together, and so so the place was full, and and there was even some uh, traditions that people would be giving hospitality to these people from outside the city, and there it's just a time of coming together and joy. Wow, a, a beautiful thing. So does it have any link to the time when the Israelites were scattered? And so did they just have to come from all these countries? Right. So, yeah. So the, uh, the, the, at, there, there, you know, at, in the history of the Jewish people, they were here in Israel. Okay. And then um, they, they were scattered into what's called the diaspora in different kinds of wars and things. They, they were taken out to, to Persia mm. and brought... And then people left from Persia and went different places. But we know that in the in the Roman Empire there were actually Jewish synagogues okay. everywhere throughout the Roman Empire. Mm, there were there nice. were Jewish people living all over the place. And so these guys came from there. It's pretty amazing. Oh, that that is amazing indeed. And so we we see this with them hearing the the praises of God in their languages. So like as international students, like what what does that what does that mean to you? Like, what's the significance? Do you see anything about just hearing a language, like the praises of God in a different language? Yeah, it brings joy to my heart, actually. I have to quickly uh, cite a quick example of one uh, friend that I met on campus here who is Israeli, and he spoke my local language. Oh, yeah, I know that dude. (laughs) I was shocked. Like, really? How did that happen? But he brought so much joy and connection. Like, wow. And then he described to me how he got to know the language. So it's just beautiful how much joy comes to your heart when you hear someone else speak your language. How much Mm. more when they praise God in your language. Oh, It's beautiful. So cool. Hefseba, do you have any? Uh, As he said, I even met few people who speaks my own language, Tamil, but many of the people here doesn't even know there is a state called Tamil Nadu in India. Oh. But when I see someone who speaks my language, it gives such a connect to home. 
Yeah. And when when you can find someone who can pray in your language that gives so much strength because it intimately connects with you because from childhood from from I was born I was hearing this language. Mm. So when they pray I know it goes deep into my spirit. So whenever I see people who speak same language getting together for prayer wow. I always invite them. Oh nice. Wow. Yeah. Can I quickly chip this in as well that it's touches me that these guys didn't know the languages they were speaking prior to that so time okay. so the holy spirit can actually give you ability so as mm. a student i see this as a privilege to be able to receive the ability that the holy spirit can give you that goes beyond what you naturally are able, able or to capable do. to do that is own. beautiful that is beautiful for me also like it this reminds me of back home like i have a grandma back in nigeria in the uh in the southeastern part of Nigeria that's where the ebos are and i see the way she really she she passionately praises god in the local language wow. and i understand to me i'm like okay she doesn't she speaks english but not that fluently so in order to hear the praises of god it just shows how much like god himself is not restricted to one language like god knows your language god you can talk to god in your language and he understands so i don't have to learn a particular language to be able to communicate with god so that's just a beautiful thing seeing how much this unites us and i see a reflection also from the time of tower of babel we had the difference in languages actually separated those people from the time of tower of babel where there was difference in language there was a lot of confusion they couldn't work together but the beautiful irony of it is we are different here even in this room there's india there's nigeria there's the states there's israel represented and our faith unites us wow the spirit of god unites us so the language is not a barrier so that's a beautiful thing so now we would conclude with an activity for everyone so we are going to recite the lord's prayer in four different languages so i would say that in english a friend would um, say from Tamil the Tamil language in India the Yoruba language in Nigeria and we conclude with the Hebrew language okay guys our father who art in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from all evil for yours is the kingdom yours is the power and the glory forever amen paramandanangirukkira engal pidave umudeya naamam parisuthapaduvadaga umudeya rajyam varuvadaga umudeya sittam paramandalathile seiyapadugiradhu pola bhoomiyileyum seiyapaduvadaga engalukku vendiya aaharathai indru engalukku tharum எங்கள் கடனாளிகளுக்கு நாங்கள் மன்னிக்கிறது போல எங்கள் கடன்களை எங்களுக்கு மன்னியும் எங்களை சோதனைக்குட்பட பண்ணாமல் தீமையின்றி எங்களை ரச்சித்துக் கொள்ளும் ராஜ்யமும் வல்லமையும் மகிமையும் என்றென்றைக்கும் உம்முடையவர்களே fun anunje jo wa loni dari ese wa jinwa bi atin dari je awon ti o sewa mo fa wa sinu idanwo egba wa lowo bilisi tori ijoba ntire agbara ntire ogo ntire lai ati lai lai ami avinu sheba shemaim 
יתקדש שמך. תבוא מלכותך, יעשה רצונך, כבשמיים כן בארץ. את לחם חוקנו תן לנו היום, וסלח לנו על חטאינו, כפי ששולחים גם אנחנו לחוטאים לנו. ואל תביאנו לידי ניסיון, כי אם חלצנו מן הרע, כי לך הממלכה הגבורה והתפארת לעולמי עולמים. אמן. אמן. So guys, we leave it over to you. How would you pray to God in your language? So thanks for joining us, guys. And a special thanks to BGU Radio and our engineer again, Buzi. It's been an awesome time having you guys. Have a splendid day and a good week also. Bye.